Are you ready to rumble or to podcast <laughs> or that, you know, whatever. All right. It's labeled dinner time. Oh, I'm going to fail this one. (laughs) (laughs) A woman shoots her husband, then holds him underwater for five minutes. A little while later, they both get out and enjoy a wonderful dinner. A wonderful dinner together. How can this be? She shot him with the water gun. No. (laughs) Close. She shot her husband with a camera, then develops the photo. <laughs> so stupid. Because you hold the film underwater, and that's how it prints out from the negative. Stupid. Well, so stupid. You're still, what, how many have we done? Over oh, eight? You've gotten none of them right. Now that you're feeling better, and I felt like total crap the last time we were going to record... Guess what? We're now finally together, face-to-face. Yay! Boo, Rona. But we neither had Rona. I know, but... We had allergy on But, like we promised, today we're going to start talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's dig in to part one. You get it? Because he dug some bodies and ate them? I don't know about the story. Oh, you don't know nothing about him? Not really. I know he ate people, right? Yeah, he ate people. Okay. Well, I only got that from the memes. (laughs) (laughs) It's more interesting when I don't know about the story before you read it. Otherwise, I'm going to be bored. Well, I figured you would have known about Jeffrey Dahmer. No, I know about Ted Bundy, but not this one. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So, Jeffrey was born on May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee. Jeffrey was an odd child, his parents said, and his parents probably didn't help the situation much. His mother, she was depressed, suicidal, so she never really connected with Jeffrey. And then, <laughs> what are you doing? Look at my dumb of the day. <laughs> you just like rolled your eyes up and started counting on your fingers. <laughs> I was like, what is she? Okay, anyways, <laughs> you're just like, I'm like, like, when does this come out? Okay, so anyways, he did really connect with I his good dumb Good. We haven't had a dumb dumb in a while, so at least no. it's a good one. I think it's good. Okay. Maybe it's stupid, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> bring it back together, Leslie, bring it back. It's the first one that popped up for the day it gets posted, so we're going. Okay. So, he didn't connect with his mom because she was depressed and suicidal, and they just never connected. And then his father was absent due to him going to school and working. A father went to school, or he went to school? His father was going to school. Okay. And we'll go into more details about what he went to school for in a little bit. So, he didn't spend too much time with his parents. He did his own little thing. So, at the age of four, his father was removing animal bones from underneath the house. What the heck? And Jeffrey was oddly thrilled. That is weird. So, what would you do if it was like, 
Ooh, daddy bones. Like you, you need to go see a therapist yeah. right now. Like, yeah. doop, 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 doop. I need help. <laughs> For real. I mean, what else do you do? You can't just get rid of them. <laughs> no, you, you can't just get rid of your child. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, what, what else do you do? You get help, but I don't even know. Like, how do you know when to? that's a concern? Or if they're just like, oh, well, just oh this is a boy. It, it gets worse. So... At this point, Jeffrey's weird little fetishes started to kick in. And this part I didn't think was too odd, and I'm probably the reason why I didn't think it was too odd is because I had to do a, I think it was classified as a science project, but where you collect the bugs and you figure out what all the bugs was. Dissecting them and stuff? No, not dissect them. You just, like, stick a pin in them oh, and yeah. hang them. Yeah. He started doing that. So he was collecting, like, large bugs and dragonflies and putting them all in jars. Well, in 1966, the Dahmers moved to, it's spelled Bath. I'm going to pronounce it Bath. I don't know if that's how the town pronounces it, but Bath, Bath, Ohio. So, our Ohio people. Bath, Ohio? Maybe. Y'all just let us know. Is it Bath or is it Bath? Because it is spelled Bath. But it sounds more fancier if it's Bath. Yeah. Ohio. Well, when Jeffrey was six, his mother gave birth to their second son, David, in December of 1966. And Jeffrey got to name that child. His parents were like, name your brother. I don't think I would trust my child to name his sibling. How? Okay, no. Because Bray would be like, (laughs) Bray would be like, hmm. Trying to think of a Fortnite character, but whoever, you know, like some marshmallow man. <laughs> yeah, you know, like marshmallow. Banana. Avocado. <laughs> Just like something wild and crazy. I don't think I could trust my child to come up with a legit good name. But he named him David. Now we're going to start getting into the age around 10 to 15. So, when he was 10 to 15 years old, he would ride his bike looking for dead animals to dismember. Oh. But he was just curious how the animals fit together. Fit together. I felt like that sounded really weird when okay. I said it the first time. Well, that's still really weird, but at the same point, like, if he was in the high school or the middle school age, remember when he you dissected was, frogs and stuff yeah. to see how they were put together? Well, I don't think I ever did that. I, I didn't either. I made sure that I was sick. <laughs> I, I don't like frogs as it is, and I sure ain't touching one dead. I don't like them alive either. But when he would find the dead animal, he would take it home and he would bull it until... Like, the skin separated from the bone and the muscle separated from the bone. That's gross. And then when he was done with that, he would take the animal parts, put them in jars, and then he would store them in a storage building behind his house. And I'm just going to... And this is 10 to 15? This is 10 to 15. So this is, like, my child's age. I could not imagine. Like, it, nope. Nope, 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 nope. But right now is like, I know earlier was probably an animal trigger, but right now I felt like it was really the animal trigger. So if you don't like cruelty to animals and you already hated the first part, plug your ears for like five seconds. 
because he found a dead dog one day, brought it home, chopped off his head, oh my nailed his body to a tree, and put the skull on a wooden cross in the backyard. Or ah. the woods of the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Like, when I heard that, I was just like, oh! Could you imagine, like, going through the woods and seeing that? No. But this is where, like, his family were like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But during dinner one day, they were eating chicken, and Jeffrey turned to his dad, Lionel, and said, what would happen if we put the bones in bleach? That's what they had messed up. I would have been like... Red flag! <laughs> Your child is headed into a direction where he's about to become a weirdo. And his father didn't really think much of it because he was working on his PhD in chemistry. And that's what he was going to school for. Ah. So his dad was like, oh, oh, he's interested. He's admiring, you know, like my schooling and what I'm doing for a living. So... The dad being very eager, like, oh, my son's wanting to follow in my footsteps, showed Jeffrey how to safely bleach the bones and how to later preserve the animal remains. Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a collection of photographs from around the world. While we are unable to travel during the COVID, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that is T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. In high school, Jeffrey was known as a shy outcast with only a few friends. Teachers said that he was very smart, polite, and also at this time, Jeffrey was sneaking alcohol into the school. He would put it inside the liner of his jacket and then take it to his locker, and he was drinking it before and after class. When a classmate asked him why he was drinking gin, guess what he said? He was bleaching his insides? <laughs> I don't know. He said, because it's my medicine. His medicine? Yeah. For what? I don't know, but gin was his medicine. I guess it helped him <laughs> concentrate. Be nice and quiet. Okie dokie. Well, Jeffrey's shyness, I guess, faded at a point because he went from being the nice, polite, shy kid to a class clown. And he was doing pranks upon classmates. And sometimes when he was doing the pranks, people would refer to him as just doing the Dahmer. Around the age of puberty, he discovered that he was gay. He never told his parents. He never told anyone that he liked guys. When Jeffrey was 16, he fantasized about a male jogger who would run past his house every day. 
He found this jogger very attractive, and he planned on knocking him out. Oh, my gosh. And raping him. Jeffrey sat in the bushes with a baseball hat. Baseball baseball bat, not a hat. He sat in the bushes with a baseball bat. Because the hat's not going to do nothing. Maybe cover his eyes. (laughs) Waiting for this jogger. Thank goodness the jogger was like, yeah, I'm not going to jog today. And he never showed. Gosh. Note to self, don't ever jog. (laughs) Check. (laughs) I got that one down pat. Well, that was just the beginning of Jeffrey's downward spiral. He went from animals to now humans. Eventually, in 1978, his parents split up. And like I said before, Jeffrey's parents did not spend much time with them, time with him then. And he, they wasn't spending much time with them now. Because neither parent fought for Jeffrey. They only argued over David. Oh, well, that's got to be traumatizing. Yeah. Joyce, Jeffrey's mom, won custody of David. And since Jeffrey was about to turn 18, there was no court ruling. Like, he could go do whatever he wanted. How awful is that? Yeah. I'm not saying I understand why he is the way he is. But I understand if he was salty... I understand that part, but it doesn't give him no right to go kill nobody. But I understand him being, like, salty and bitter. Yeah. But still. I don't mean go kill people. Don't. Get help. Ask for that attention. You make people give you that attention in a not crazy kind of way. A few weeks before Jeffrey graduated, a teacher noticed he was drinking a lot in his car. The teacher threatened to report on him And Jeffrey told him he was experiencing a lot of problems at home. And shortly after this is when Joyce and his brother David moved out of the family home and moved with family members in Wisconsin. And Lionel moved into a hotel, leaving Jeffrey at home by himself. Well, that's rude. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everybody just said, and he was just by himself. Like, Yeah. Uh, Why didn't they want him? Because he, he liked animals? Dead? I don't... Well, I don't think they thought anything weird of it. Then why didn't they want him? I don't know. They Just this. nobody ever, like, bonded. So make sure you bond with the child. It's not like they're like, oh, well, he's a problem child. I don't want him. Or he's da-da-da. They didn't know he was gay. They didn't know he was into, like torturing animals they just thought or people or people they just thought he was following his footsteps and maybe a little odd well on june 18th 1978 when jeffrey was headed home he picked up a hitchhiker named stephen hicks stephen was 19 years old and was hitchhiking to a rock concert Jeffrey pulls over and offers him a ride and says, Hey, do you want to come back to my house, have some drink, smoke some pot? And Stephen agreed. The two went back to Jeffrey's house, and a few hours after drinking, Steve made the comment that he was ready to go. Jeffrey said otherwise. Yeah, Jeffrey said otherwise. Jeffrey wasn't ready for Stephen to leave. So he took a 10-pound dumbbell, striked him 
twice oh in the back gosh. of the head. Then took the dumbbell and strangled him. And then this is where it gets a little disturbing. Um, wait a minute. It was already a little disturbing, so you mean a lot of disturbing? Yeah. It gets a lot. Like, I don't do well for this one part when people talk about it, but I really like this story, so this is the only reason I'm talking about it. But just this one part makes me uncomfortable. But Jeffrey stripped off his clothes and masturbated over his body. Oh. Yeah. That part is like, oh, words me out. Then Jeffrey kept Stephen in his basement for a little while. Jeffrey then dragged his body into a crawl space under the house, left him for a few days. The smell started becoming strong. Jeffrey went down, cut his body into pieces, put them in plastic bags, and buried him in a small, shallow grave behind the house. <laughs> I feel like when I heard this the first time, my face was exactly like yours, like the disgust, like. Yeah. I'm holding in my puke, like, mm. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. He ain't started eating people yet. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I figured that's what he ziplocked the meat for. No. So, after a while, Jeffrey began to worry that the kids in the neighborhood would dig up the remains, so he dug them up dissolved the flesh in acid, and then it flushed it down the toilet. Then Did not burn the toilet? I guess not. Cause or the pops or something? I feel like it bust the pops or dissolve the pops. I don't know, because if you've ever watched, and I feel like you're probably going to say no, because anything I've watched, you haven't watched. But I feel like we watched this together, and I feel like I'm remembering a lot. Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. The, the bathtub fell through the roof. Exactly. That's so, what I'm saying. <laughs> How did it not dissolve? The toilet? Yeah. I don't know. So. Maybe it was on the bottom floor. <laughs> the toilet just went to the grill. I don't know. Because I thought the same thing whenever I heard that. I'm like, that's the first thing I thought of is, how that toilet not dissolve? They have that little, legit good, good toilet? Because, like, Breaking Bad shows otherwise. Or is Breaking Bad live? Mm. Questions for you to find out and let me know. Because. He dissolved the body, flushed down the toilet, and then he smashed the bones up into pieces with a sledgehammer and shattered the bone or scattered the bones around the woods. And I'm like, I felt like that would take forever. Yeah. Forever. Over the next nine years, Jeffrey was able to control himself. No killings, no nothing. Just for nine years? For nine years. That's a long time. Yeah. And he eventually, he joined the U.S. Army, and he was stationed in Germany. While he was in the Army, he never murdered anyone, but supposedly he raped two guys, Billy and Presley. And they came forward later on saying that they were raped by Jeffrey during their time that they were stationed in Germany. Billy said they stayed in the same bunks, said that Jeffrey would tie him up, beat him, rape him, and it happened eight to ten times over a 17-month period. He never came forward because he was young. He was embarrassed. Presley was the second victim. He was a field medic with Jeffrey in the Army. He said one day during a drill, Jeffrey drugged him and raped him. Jeffrey received an honorable discharge from the Army in March of 1981 because he was 
drinking a lot, and he was just getting out of control. On March 24th, he was sent to, guess where, Tamara? Do, 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 do. Take it a hiss. Anywhere in the 50 states. South Carolina. Correct! He came to Fort Jackson. And once he got here, they did his debriefing, and they provided him a plane ticket, and they said, where would you like to go? And he said, hmm, Florida, because I'm tired of the cold. So he packed up and he stayed in Miami, Florida until September of that year. He was staying in a hotel and eventually he got evicted because he was not paying to stay there. And I'm like, my thought was, how in the world did they let you keep staying before they evicted you finally? Like, I thought hotels, you like pay up front. Right. Or at least a deposit. Yeah. And something. But he was evicted because he was staying there and not paying. Or maybe that's how they did stuff back in the day. And now we got to pay up front. And <laughs> it costs so much. Thank you. It ruined <laughs> it for us. But he continued to work at this little sandwich shop. And he would spend the evenings at the beach. And then he called his father and asked if he could come back home. So Jeffrey moved back home in with his father and his stepmother, and he was still heavily drinking. And within two weeks of him moving back, he was arrested for being drunk and disorderly conduct. And he was fined at $60, and he spent 10 nights in jail. $60? That's like $60,000 nowadays. Or at least $6,000. i am just thinking of whenever I did bonds for those. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, you're talking about, like, now, legit days, how much it would be? Yeah. Uh-oh. I think it's, like, a $5,000 bond for a drunken public. Oh. Dear Jesus, I didn't realize it'd be that much. Yeah, well, I mean, you pay the 10%. Yeah. And then you get out of jail, and then you go to court, and then it's dropped, or if you do jail time. But what I'm saying is... It ain't $60. No. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be like, ah, I'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> That is true. So, his father tried to help his son with his drinking problem. When he was unsuccessful, he sent him to live with his grandmother. She was the only family member who ever showed him any type of affection. They hoped that her influence would change Jeffrey and he would stop drinking, get a job, and live responsibly. At first, everything was good. He was going to church. He was helping doing chores. He even got a job being a, probably going to jack up the word, a phlebotomist. Is that how you pronounce it correctly? Yeah. Okay. Like in a funeral home, kind of? No, like draw your blood. Uh, I knew it was something yeah. like that. Like, I knew what it was, but, you know, some of those words, it's like, you say it, yeah. and it doesn't come out correctly. Yeah. But he became that at Milwaukee's Blood Plasma Center. Even though he was still drinking and smoking, he was able to keep the job for 10 months before he was laid off. Shortly after losing his job, Jeffrey was arrested for indecent exposure on August 7, 1982 at the Wisconsin State Fair. He exposed himself to a group of women and children. For over two years, he was unemployed, living on the money that his grandmother gave him. He was hired as a mixer at the Milwaukee Chocolate Factory, working third shift when he was arrested in August for flashing himself to two 12-year-old boys. He said he was using the bathroom and was unaware 
anyone was watching. But the judge didn't believe him and placed him on probation for one year. Finally, Jeffrey accepted he was gay and came out and then started going to gay bars regularly. In Milwaukee on November 20th, 1987, Jeffrey spent the day drinking at this bar called Club 219 where he met a guy named Stephen, and I don't even know how to pronounce the last name. It's T-O-U-M-I, and I feel bad, and I'm probably just going to pronounce the say the people's first names. I just feel bad not saying the victim's full name, giving them credit. Not credit, but like their identity. Like I feel like I'm, yeah. But some of their names I I wouldn't even be able to pronounce because I'm horrible with names. But eventually the two started talking for a few hours. They left the bar together. They went to a hotel and got a room. Jeffrey claimed he didn't remember what happened once they got to the hotel. That he just had a lot to drink and he wasn't even sure if they had sex. But when he woke up, Stephen was dead. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So... But it seemed that Jeffrey beat him up very badly and then strangled him to death. Jeffrey eventually went out and bought a large suitcase, stuffed his body into it, took a taxi back to his grandmother's house. Once he got back to his house, he cut the body up into pieces, placed him in the garbage bags, placed the bags out on the curb with the rest of the trash. Okay. So he literally, like, killed this guy, cut him up, and threw him out with the trash for the trash people to come pick up. So on January 16th, 1988, Jeffrey approached a young male prostitute named James D. <laughs> this this male prostitute was only 14 years old. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. I got sidetracked when I told you he was 14. Okay. Who was just 14 and offered James money to make a video with him. James agreed, so Jeffrey took him home, drugged him. Once he passed out, he strangled him. And just like the first victim, put in acid. He removed his flesh and smashed his bones. Gosh. Then, on March... He was 14. How old was Jeffrey? Jeffrey was, we're going to say, in his... Like, early 20s-ish? He's probably 20-ish, yeah. Because he went to the military and he's already home from the military. Jeez. Yeah. So, on March 24th, 1988, Jeffrey met Richard G. at a bar called Phoenix. Richard was so broke and offered this guy some money. If he could come back to his place and make a video. Richard agreed. Once again, they went back to his house. They had oral sex. Jeffrey offered him a drink. When Richard accepted, shortly after he passed out, Jeffrey strangled him, dismembered Richard. And around this time, that's when Jeffrey's grandmother began to worry about the foul smell coming from the basement. Jeffrey's father came to investigate why the room always had a funky odor coming from it. And he found a black, sticky residue, similar to what acid does to flesh. When he questioned his son about it, Jeffrey told his father that he was just experimenting with animals. Since Lionel never cared what Jeffrey did, he accepted this answer 
and didn't worry about it after that. But his grandmother cared and told him he needed to move out, and that's when Jeffrey soon got his own place at 808 North 24th Street. Just 24 hours after moving into his new place, he got in trouble with the police. He had a boy named Kizen. I don't know how to say the last name. S. He was 13. Gosh, younger and younger? Yeah. He came up to his apartment. Once there, Jeffrey drugged him, molested him, but the boy escaped. Oh. He reported the accident to the police. Jeffrey was charged with sexual assault, and he spent one week in jail before getting released on bail. On January 30th, 1999, Jeffrey was found guilty, but this sentencing would not take place for another four months. That's insane. Uh Uh-huh. And that's where we're leaving part one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a joke. That's where we're leaving it. Stay tuned for next week. Stay tuned. All right. You ready for our dum-dum of the day? I'm ready for our dum-dum of the day. All right. So, this man received national attention, but all for the wrong reasons. Man is filmed carrying an alligator into the convenience store to buy beer. Said the stunt was just a harmless prank. There's a video. Can I carry Ruby to go get beer? Well, I don't drink beer, but can I go get Well, that's fine. But <laughs> listen. For the ones that don't know who Ruby is, Ruby is my pet pig. She's probably like 45, 50 pounds. Though. Yeah, good luck picking her up. <laughs> right. You say... Like, you say You say that, but I'm pretty sure she's more heavier than that. All right. So, you ready to just hear about the man who brought the alligator in? I'm ready to hear that clip. I'm ready. No recollection of that happening at all. At all. This store sells some good liquor. (laughs) I drank a lot of it that night. The viral video shows Robbie Stratton running through a convenience store with an alligator in his hands. He takes the animal in the beer fridge as well. I don't even remember coming up here. We asked Stratton where the alligator came from. No clue. No clue. I literally came to the store and he was in the back of the truck. They told me what I did was stupid and uh, I'll be facing some charges here soon. Probably go to jail. Probably not. We'll see. He says he regrets his decision and he's been in contact with the FWC. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like, where'd you find it? No, no. no I'll probably get some jail time. Probably not. I don't really know. He's like, that's good. I don't even care. I don't even care. He said, that got some good liquor. And I drink a lot of it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's our dumb dumb for the day. Well, at least he's living his best life. Right, right. 